0: How are we doing, folks? Episode 3 of the Cleanup Squad Podcast. I'm Javik Blake. Tim Crowley here, co-hosting this as well. Ready for a deep dive into baseball once again. And what a wild first month it's been in the baseball season. Lots of surprising teams up at the top of divisions.
1: I think you were trying to get the words out. Rowdy it's been lately. I mean, we haven't had any fights since, you know, Tyler Austin charged Joe, Joe Kelly. We're going to get into Joe Kelly, though, later in the show because I love this. Did you see him a couple weeks ago um, while he's still on suspension? Could have sat in the club level, had like the luxury life, goes out, sits in the stands. You, you you love to see it, dude. You
0: love to see it. I was too busy watching the Yankees win 14 of the last 15 games. Also get into that, too. We will. So we got Corey Seager up on the docket. We got Albert Pujols getting to 3,000 hits. We got Matt Harvey, the DFA, and him getting DFA'd by the Mets in that whole saga. The Ichiro retirement, and I put it in air quotes because who knows with that guy. And then we got the Yankees and Red Sox We'll get some fan questions, and that'll be it, but... Lots on tap. Lots have happened in the past two weeks.
1: Yes. So, honestly, I mean, we were kind of nervous about the Dodgers anyways. Just, obviously, cold start in April. They're already down Justin Turner. You lose a player like the caliber of Corey Seager, there goes your entire left side of the infield. And I think the thing that should scare Dodgers fans is, see, yes, you have players like Austin Barnes that can maybe fill in. But you don't have... Like some any stability on that left side of the infield. Like at least last year when he was hurt in the NLCS, they had Charlie Culberson who went out and put on a show against the Cubs. He's in Atlanta now. He can't help them. And here's something. What are we? Not even a minute in the show. We got a hot take coming in right now. So, say you got Justin Turner back in
0: one second. That's impressive.
1: Say you get Justin Turner back in May. You still Austin Barnes isn't doing the job. You try a couple utility guys. They're not doing it. The Orioles really haven't been able to show that they're going to compete yet. Maybe you go after Machado since he's playing shortstop this year. Get him as a rental, put him with Bellinger and Turner. That would be an insane offense. Not that they're not already, but that takes them to a new height. Kershaw would barely have to just show up for them to win this division back. I would love, love to see Manny Machado in Dodger blue.
0: I could definitely say I've heard a I've heard a lot that's been thrown around recently. As far as Machado, and they're, they're already chasing the D-backs. They're six games back. They're 15 and 17 at the taping of this show. And they, they have a lot to do. They have a lot to make up for, and it's a huge blow to him. I mean, he's been a big part of the Dodgers the last two years. The left-handed power hitting shortstop, and there's not a lot of those in the league. In the last two years, he's averaged 24 homers. He's put up seventy. He's averaged 74 RBIs with a 867 OPS, and he's put up an 11.5 war, which is very good stats, and especially for a shortstop. That's amazingly good.
1: And this is a year where, you, if you're a Dodgers fan, you hope that your history can continue. Because each of the last three seasons, you've had a rookie come up and just take over the show. You have Peterson in 15, obviously Seager in 60, and then Bellinger last year. You're going to need one of those rookies to come up this year. Who knows who they have? But if you don't have anyone for Seager, you might have to throw some chips into the middle of the table to go get Machado.
0: It's a big blow to him. I mean, he's a top ten shortstop in the MLB. He's one of the premier left-handed power-hitting shortstops in the MLB. It's going to be tough for them. They they got a lot to. It's still early, but they got a lot of ground to make up. They got six games. They're six games back of the Diamondbacks. They they've been putting it back together, and the pitching's been a big part of it. They're currently on a three-game win streak. Pitching's allowed three runs during this whole stretch, including no-hitting San Diego on Friday night in a combined no-hit effort, which was. Really just an outstanding performance. And
1: that was without Kelly Jansen, too, that they didn't even use.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of no name guys. Yeah. It's really good to show that the Padres are not very good at all. <laughs> yeah. Eric Cosmer. Eric Cosmer. What a deal and what a disappointment. But Arizona's streaking. They're hot in that National League West.
1: And this is the team that you've I mean I mean, you've been talking about them for months and we knew they yeah, were the leader of the bandwagon. Yeah, you me. are. We we knew they were gonna be good. And this is without J.D. Martinez, too. Like, you remember they lost them. Like, they were incredible down the stretch last year, but that's because they had such a power duo with Goldschmidt. See, here's—and you know what? I, this is something I love looking into, and you know who I feel like their factor's been so far? A.J. Pollock. And this is a player where, over the last two seasons, he's been one of the more overhyped guys. I see. I feel like this is, like— you know like how I always talk about like, that certain list of like MLB Network guys that they're just like, there's that list that MLB Network loves featuring. AJ Pollock's one of those guys, and I was never really keen on him. I always felt he was a little overrated, because when the spotlight was really on, you never really knew where he was. AJ Pollock stepped up this month. I mean, it shows he was Nationally Player of the Month this month. Um, if he can keep playing the way he does, he's going to take the pressure off Goldschmidt. He's going to take the re- pressure off that rotation. Um the D-backs are going to be scary as far as the NL West goes. I'm not going to lie right now.
0: And they are. He's put up some great stats so far this year in A.J. Pollock. He's hitting 299 10 homers, 25 RBIs. He's leading the league in slugging with uh, 6.667. He's doing a great job. Goldie's doing well. Everything's coming together for this team, and it's it's on the upward trend. And if the Dodgers, they, they need their pitching staff because they're missing Justin Turner, Kyle Seager, and Logan Forsyth, or Corey Seager. Seattle still has Kyle Seager though they are not going in the right direction. But Justin Turner, Corey Seager, and Logan Forsythe, they're missing all of them. They need the pitching to really step up, hone down, get together, and get down to almost what it was a few years ago when they had Granky and Kershaw at the top of the pitching rotation dominating. They need that over again.
1: And what's crazy to see with the Diamondbacks, too, is like, this is a team that's already dominating from the start on the bump as far as their starting pitching goes. And this is a team without Taiwan Walker, too.
0: And they play in the most hitter, one of the most hitter-friendly parks in the entire Major League Baseball. It's that Colorado. It's gonna be fun. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Dodgers if they do go after Machado. I could see them doing it. They actually they have some of the prospects. Alex Verdugo's a name I've been heard throwing around. Maybe to go out to the to the Orioles. It's gonna take prospects.
1: I, I really want to see when the fans start pushing the real World Series of Bus mentality because we've been saying it the last two years. A team that has the best starting pitcher on the planet and arguably the best reliever at the same time, you should be going to the World Series every year because as long as your offense even shows up, you should be in every game.
0: They should be in. Their offense hasn't been showing up really recently, and they've been aided by their pitching staff.
1: You know who hasn't been aided by their pitching staff, but they're still hanging in there? The Angels. You know who the Angels have? Albert, Albert Pujols, Pujols,
0: who just hit 3,000 hits. A little congratulations to Albert Pujols out there, 32nd player in MLB history with 3,000 hits. He's only the fourth player all time with 3,000 hits and 600 home runs. And controversially enough, Alex Rodriguez is on that list, so one could say he is the only the third to do it clean. Hey, Roy. And I'll even agree with you. I went to a game. We'll take a little anecdote here. I went to a game, and it was 2013. When he came back after suspension, I saw him get booed and cheered within a two-hour span. First, F. he comes up, Yankee Stadium, booed the heck out of him. They were playing the Orioles that day, by the way, in Yankee Stadium, booed the heck out of him. Like everyone hated him, and he gets. It was actually not in two hours span; It was in a three-minute span. They booed the heck out of him in that at bat. He goes yard to left. The place goes nuts. It was one of the craziest things in my life. They went from booing him to cheering him like crazy in a matter of three minutes. And welcome to New York.
1: Yeah, my so that same year, I think it was 2013, my uh, my summer baseball team, we took a road trip up to Cooperstown to go play a tournament. And one of our off days, we took a ride into downtown Cooperstown by the Hall of Fame. And they have streets and streets worth of memorabilia shops. The one regret I have from that trip is I, I walked past the store, and in the window there was a, uh, a shirt that said Aroid And then on the back it was Rodriguez, number 13, and the one was a syringe. I wish I bought the shirt. I really
0: do. The other two players with three thousand hits and six hundred home runs—some people would say they're good. Hank Aaron and Willie Mays. Yeah, that might be. And he's also the second Dominican-born player, along with Adrian Belcher to join the three thousand-hit club, which is some elite company. I mean, he's been—he's he, been a great player. He's done a fantastic job through the years, and it's taken longer than one is expected, though.
1: Yeah. No, I uh, Albert Pujols is just one of the more class acts in all of baseball. I love watching him. I always have. I mean, you look at what he used to do with the Cardinals. He would single-handedly take over the league, and getting to watch him win two two rings, you know, in 2011 was just what an incredible run. Especially since, you know, I'll admit it. I rooted for the Cardinals that year, considering my team had one of the worst collapses in the history of baseball that season. So that getting to watch. getting getting to see the Cardinals go on such a run like that, um, and that. That was just like a weird year for me when I was in my Cardinals phase because it was funny. So wh- me and one of my friends back from fourth grade, we went at it that whole year where we, we weren't even thinking about the Red Sox. Even when they were good, it was I was the Cardinals guy. He loved the Brewers. We would go back in my backyard and just play wiffle ball all, all day long. I was Chris Carpenter. He was Sean Markham. We'd have these awesome pitchers duels. I loved the Cardinals then, and that's really because of Albert Pujols' fir- first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: He's really, he got people to love, him and Yachty got people to love the Cardinals. I mean, when you think of Cardinals players in the 21st century, you think of him, you think of Yachty, and you think of Adam Wainwright.
1: I think Chris Carpenter, too. You, you still have to remember, he was dominant. That I mean, that entire playoff series, even even 06 a little bit, um, but more in 2011, just the entire leadership role that he played that year in was pitching lights out, too.
0: And Would going you, back to what I said, it has taken longer than expected. He went to he, – he kicked some major butt with the Cardinals. I mean, he raked for, what was it, 10 years with them? Yep. And then he went to LA, and it's it's been different. Yeah, it's it's been – He chased the big money.
1: Exactly. You you, you kind of could have expected that. I mean, when you see a guy go for 10 years, he's already – I think he was, what, 31, 32 when he signed that deal anyways. You knew there was going to be some sort of a drop-off. But I feel like the first couple of years, like, the, like 2011, 2012, 2013, we didn't see as much – I think he's gotten a little bit better with age, as far as getting out of that slump from the early years of his contract. He's still a very consistent, important producer to that team, along with Otanya and Trout.
0: Yeah, he is. That's it's a good middle-of-the-lineup for them. I mean, yeah. they're right now they're actually tied with the Astros for the best record in the AL West, and they've done a good job and they can go places. It's yeah. just everything's got to be put together.
1: Yeah, Albert, Albert's definitely again on that list of just like guys you could sit down. Google is or YouTube is highlights and just sit there watching them all day. I'm I,
0: even 2011, 2005 or to not 2005. The Bra- Oh yeah, the, uh,
1: the the Brad Lidge home run off of the train tracks oh, in uh, Houston. That's oh, what okay. comes to mind when I think like vintage pools. Game online, you're a strike away from like getting eliminated and not going to the World Series and then you smack one off the train tracks. Mind you they lost the next game, but still like definition of clutch.
0: He was just him back in the Cardinals. I mean, if you ever want to watch old baseball highlights that were great, him back in the Cardinals was amazing.
1: And if you're a really, really dedicated baseball fan and you really know your baseball games, how about Albert Pujols on the cover of the Bigs too?
0: That game was awesome. Was awesome. I love that game. That, that game was, awesome. was so good.
1: No, that, you weren't thinking about that, were you? Oh, well, I that's love the Bigs. That was major, such major a good throw game. Major, major It like, was, if you was go Poole, back
0: and watch it on YouTube today, the game makes no sense at all, but it was so good.
1: Was he? A, was he on the Bigs? Or was he on the original base or was it Bigs two? I think it was the second one. I think, I think it was.
0: No, but that was that. That was a video game. Yeah, that was a good video game.
1: I still don't think. I still think. All right, question. Better baseball video game, the Bigs or MVP Baseball?
0: MVP Baseball. If
1: I... Not even a question. Nothing will beat
0: that. That's... Oh no, O
1: four was good. Oh, four was good. You, have, you know who was on the cover of MVP Baseball
0: 2004?
1: Albert Pujols.
0: See, look at that. Look at the
1: unity in our show.
0: Look at that. Look at this. Albert Pujols. Now, Albert Pujols, though, with the Cardinals was amazing. I mean, the, him and Yanni together, they really brought that city together. He went to Los Angeles. He struggled his first few years, but he's really come around, and now he's getting 3,000 hits. I mean, he, he's on his way to Cooperstown, no doubt about it. Him and Adrian Beltre... I mean, great for the Dominican Republic as well. I mean, they've really shown their baseball talent recently, and they could get a third if Robinson Cano gets there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's close. I mean, it's either going to be him or Cabrera next. I think no, no question about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: no doubt about it. It's one of those two, both them, and then we're going to be sitting in the same place about both them having great careers. All. Cano gets there, obviously, be a little more connected because he is... He played for the Yankees for some time, and he was very good. And he was one of my favorite players until he chased the money and went to Seattle for three hundred twenty-four million dollars.
1: Robbie Cano, don't you know? Speaking of Albert Pujols and international free agents, let's talk Ichiro.
0: Ichiro's retirement, because Ichiro, I don't think he'll ever retire. The comments he made last year—he made one comment last year—that was, someone asked, "What are you gonna do when baseball? When when you're done playing baseball?" He's response was, "I don't know. I'll probably die."
1: This is the same guy that came out in his age, he's, he's what, 44 now? Comes out in his age 44 season, and the first week of the year robs someone of a home run. Like, he's athletic. The athletic ability to have it at 44, like, maybe maybe what should we should do is we'll wait till Tom Brady retires, and then each year we'll have his final thing, and then October, they can go out together.
0: So he's transitioned to a front office role with the Mariners for the remainder of the 2018 season, and he's still on the field taking BP at Safeco. Before every game, which I think is just awesome. Yeah. But if he is actually done with baseball, it's one heck of a career. Right. His first ten years in the bigs, 2001 to 2010, maybe the greatest ten years, one of the greatest ten year stretches in Major League Baseball history. 200 hits every single season. Ten straight All Star selections. He's won ten Gold Gloves, three times Silver Slugger, two times batting title. He led the league and hits seven times. And he came over when he was 27.
1: And it's not even like it took him like a couple, a little bit of time to develop. He came in, in I think it was 2001, made an immediate impact. He's on one of the greatest regular season teams ever with that 2001 Mariners team that won 116 games, easily one of the best pure hitters of the 2000s. That same year in 01, he joined a very, very elite crew. I think he's I think. As, you, as we stand right now, I still think it's only Fred Linton as the only other member. First rookie to win AL Rookie of the Year and AL MVP in the same season.
0: Yeah, I think that was it. But that team in '01 one was insane. You had him. You had Griffey. Edgar was still there, right? Edgar was still there, and that team was insane. But you beat them. The Yankees did beat them. They beat them in the ALCS? Yes. Yeah, in the ALCS. They beat in yes. the ALCS. Because
1: was... Oakland had a 2-0 lead in that ALDS, and that's how, that's and how then, Moneyball started.
0: That's how Moneyball started, and that's also how Garrett Jeter created the most iconic play of his entire career with the flip play and Jason's Yambi. Thank you for not slatting.
1: Yale, economics, baseball. You're funny, Pete.
0: <laughs> Love that movie. That might be the greatest. That might be one of my... I that is say that. It's my favorite baseball movie of all time. Uh, as not. much
1: as much as I love Little Big League, I I go Moneyball. Oh, it's definitely
0: which... my favorite. Definitely is Little Big League.
1: All right, if we're if we're going to move if we're going to mo- give Min- Little Big League the title, how about this then? Most quotable
0: baseball movie. Moneyball. Probably it has to be Money. No, it is. But if we're going best character, best character, best supporting character in any baseball movie has to be Bowers. 100%. There is Didn't no Bowers, character. Didn't
1: Bowers respond to your tweet last year? It did.
0: Jonathan Silverman plays him. Great guy. He replied to my tweet.
1: Maybe he'll <laughs> follow. We, can we reach out to him again? We, we're getting Jonathan Silverman on the show soon. Man, that'd be
0: awesome. I'm, I love Bowers. He was maybe, he's probably my favorite movie character of all time. The water, the water balloon scene outside the hotel.
1: But Billy. Awesome. Billy. You're the only manager I've ever had that's truly appreciated the art of the water balloon.
0: It's such a good movie that is. you have Luke Collins in there. I mean, who would you, you know where I saw than Luke Collins? It's great. We're we're getting off topic and just talking about baseball. All right, quick stuff. thing. It's quick great. thing.
1: We'll actually get back to the intro thing. Do you know where I saw Luke Collins actor the other day? For those of you who are actually a little a bit, designated a, Survivor*. *Devinated Survivor*. I if I you watch that the, out as soon as he came on. If you if you watch the show, um, Kiefer Sutherland, who you may know from as Jack Bauer from *24*, he's playing Tom Kirkman who was the former Secretary of Urban Housing and Development. Oh my gosh, I love that I can get to talk history right now for a minute. Um, quick thing. Yes, um, if you
0: haven't noticed, folks, we're baseball nerds first, history nerds second. Correct.
1: So uh, Tom Kirkman's character is the former Secretary of Urban Housing and Development. He's the designated survivor when a Capitol um, terror attack happens and he's ousted into the presidency. Um we're in the middle of the second season right now, and at the winter finale, his wife dies. So, the s- second half of the season opens up with him going wow, to therapy. Wow, folks.
0: So, um, if you haven't watched the show, I just the wife dies. You. you spoiled it for them. You're huh? awful. Huh? Just a
1: second. Just the first half of the second season. They can go watch the first part. Still... You
0: ruined 23. That's like 28 episodes.
1: Huh? They can still go watch the first season. I didn't say what else happened then. Anyways... Starts and then second part of the season opens up with Tom Crackman going to therapy, his therapist, none other than the actor that plays Lou Collins, who we don't know his name.
0: Back to baseball. Yeah, we're blanking <laughs> on his name. Yeah, Ichiro retiring. I don't actually know if he's retired, but if he is, tip the hat to him. One heck of a career. Did you see the picture of him with Otani the other day? That was wicked funny. So what? Otani went to go up and say hi to him, and in the very respect very respectful way, as they do in Japan, and Ichiro ran away from him. <laughs> but but it's not better than Ichiro when he meets Ken Griffey Jr. in 2000, when early 2000, when he goes to sign with the Mariners and he meets Ken Griffey Jr. This guy's 27. In Japan, he's their national hero. He's meeting Ken Griffey Jr. and I think he pissed his pants. And I think, you know, this is the other thing I've movie. never seen someone more excited, like a, a, yeah, no, a legend mean. in their country, in their, uh, in their sport, to be more excited to meet Ken Griffey Jr. than. Ichiro Suzuki.
1: As far as the two thousands go, I think to a certain extent he redefined the international free agent pool as well. Like he, he really got that Japanese market going for the rest of this for the rest of the decade.
0: Yeah, he did. He was really he really kicked off that whole thing of good Japanese players,
1: not including K because K was. Mm. He, I mean, he won us a ring. He won us Game Seven of that ALCS, but mm. he scared me.
0: Ichiro, Ichiro's is definitely going to the Hall of Fame, no doubt. Another he had, for... what? More than fifteen hundred hits in Japan. He has more than three thousand in America. First, and he's a defensive wizard. I... He's like Ozzy. He's like Ozzy Smith at the outfield, combined with Pete Rose at the plate. Right. So... He was good, and also, I mean, he might be one of the. We can make an argument that he's one of the best international players ever to play in Major League Baseball. No question. No question. I mean, there's defensive plays. If you want to see some highlights, what do you remember? Look who up he... any of him from like two thousand one, two thousand two? It's nuts. He like he full scaled walls.
1: Who was the guy he threw out in Oakland? Do you remember who that was?
0: I'm blanking. It was a gun, though. He has yeah. a hose. It hey,
1: just look up Ichiro throws out Oakland runner. It'll come up first thing. And then we can get some names. We need to get some names going for I this. Need some names. We need or to. Blanking too our, our name dropping skills haven't been on. They really haven't time. been good at all. we we'll we'll work on that. All right. We're, we're going to name drop this. So let's talk Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. Oh, Matt Harvey.
0: Matt Harvey. It's sad. It's sad. It is. T-
1: you hate to see it. you You really. you really. really he declined I've been waiting him. to say it all night. You hate to see he it. He
0: declined a minor league option by the Mets and was DFA'd. And the Mets have one week to trade him or outright release him. Do you want him? It's one of the saddest stories. In recent baseball histories, unless he figures it out, I mean, he burst onto the scene in 2013 with lights-out stuff. I'm reading this like a story. I feel like I need. This is like the story. This is like a Shakespearean tale, the, how... the tragedy of Matt Harvey.
1: Can I get this in like? Uh, can I get this like in a nice, thick New Yorker accent telling the story, like a no. n- like a thick New Yorker narrator? I right. end up offending someone. Okay, how about a narrator? Just give me your nice little like soothing narrating voice. Then. So Matt
0: Harvey. One of the saddest stories in recent baseball history, unless he figures it out. He burst onto the scene in 2013 with lights out stuff, but was struck with Tommy John surgery and missed all of 2014 and the rest of 2013. Which I was sad, actually, when that happened. I was in sixth grade. I loved watching him. Like, he made Harvey Day a national holiday, a a statewide holiday in New York. He started the All-Star game that year, didn't he? He did. At City Field. At City Field, he started that All-Star game. He had lights out stuff. He was touching... He was it was insane to watch him pitch. He have lights out stuff. He'd be striking out guys left and right. I mean, he was. Everyone thought he was the next Kershaw.
1: Yeah.
0: He had lights out stuff left and right, and it's back to the narrative voice. But it—it was—it was—it's it, sad to see what happened to him because he was so good, and then injuries. He came back in 2015, but injuries hit him again. Was it his shoulder or his neck? I think it was a shoulder. shoulder. He had thoracic outlet syndrome. That's what it was. I don't still don't, came back for the playoffs, that one was dominant. I don't understand what thoracic outlet syndrome is, but like whatever. It happened. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts and he left him out. Injuries hit him again, and it's it's sad what happened to him. And if just looking at his splits from the first three years of his career, so two thousand twelve to two thousand fifteen, and then two thousand sixteen to two thousand eighteen, it is depressing.
1: Yeah, he, he hasn't pitched two thousand twelve to
0: two thousand fifteen. He went 25 and 18 with a 2.53 ERA, a WHIP of exactly one, had a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 449 to 94 in 427 innings pitched. And then you look at the second
1: stretch, 2016 to 2018.
0: Nine and 19, a 5.93 ERA. He also has 1.578 WHIP. Strikeouts to walks of 163-81 to 81 in only 212 innings.
1: Exactly. He, has, he hasn't he has even thrown over 100 innings pitched in the last three years. His
0: ERA this year has ballooned to like over 7. It's 7.07. That's his ERA. It's gross. I don't know what happened. If you're a Mets fan, could you classify him as a bust? Do you classify him as just a guy who was injury-ridden?
1: No, I don't think so because this is still a guy that got you to the World Series. And literally, was the face of your franchise for about a year. And speaking of former faces of the franchise, it's time for the Crowley like comparison. This week, Matt Harvey, unless he... If, I hope Matt Harvey can, change, can turn around because I love watching him. And if he can do so and find a role either in the bullpen or somewhere else, it's going to be Tim Lincecum. Former... Fireballer breaks onto the scene, striking out people left and right. Mind you, Matt Harvey didn't want to Cy young or two like Tim Lincecum did. But what I would love to see is whether it's with the Mets, maybe one day again, or wherever he ends up going after this DFA, is can he find a competitor and just be a crucial piece for them in the bullpen? You know, like maybe a long relief, middle reliever, come out throwing 94, get that slider going again. If he can do that, I would love to see him be the next Tim Lincecum and not like Angels or Rangers Tim Linscomb. like. Come back to the Giants like 2012 to 2014. Tim Lincecum. I don't
0: even know if you. I don't even know if you can compare him to Tim Lincecum. Lincecum was good for a while. He was good for. A year and a half.
1: There's still a stretch of dominance comparable to Lincecum's. That Obviously, is true, but he he
0: didn't win a Cy Young or two like Lincecum did, but. Lincecum won two in a row. Lincecum right. back in the day. I, we we harp on Lincecum a lot, but back in the day, Lincecum when we were little, that guy was
1: good. The freak. Somewhere I still have that Sports Illustrated cover. I think it was the – uh regular, here's here's one for you. The 2009 Sports Illustrated for Kids um, baseball preview cover. It's Tim Lincecum popping out of a, a, a popcorn bowl <laughs> at, at uh, AT&T Park.
0: Oh, God, Tim Lincecum. What a freak. That's why he earns the nickname. But Matt Harvey – He's got beautiful hair. He, he did. He cut it off. Yeah, I know. He did, past tense. It's like Noah Syndergaard. He did have that beautiful hair. Then he cut it off. It was luscious we locks. Yeah, Matt Harvey, he's done with the Mets. It's sad to say, but he's done with the Mets, and I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they're going to find someone to buy him because his contract is nuts. They're going to outright release him, eat the money, and someone's going to sign him on a minor league contract. I I just don't see him getting traded.
1: Any predictions of where he might go? Enlighten me. No, I was asking you.
0: Oh, do I know where he's going to go? I
1: got to think of mine for a minute.
0: I have no idea. I mean, the guy in the past three years is near a of almost six. I, like, it, you can't play. Mickey Calloway is the Mets manager. The guy knows pitching. If anyone was to figure out Matt Harvey, it'd be Mickey Calloway. But where, he's not.
1: Wherever wherever he goes, I don't think he's going to get a starting job back
0: immediately. He's going to have to work his way through the bullpen. I don't know. You know where he should go. He's going to go to AAA. There's no team that is going to sign him to a major league contract.
1: I want to see him go to Tampa. Tampa needs someone to bring people people back to that stadium. He can serve as a building block and maybe a rebuild.
0: Matt Harvey, to the trough. Rebuilt. Those are scary words. In the past three years,
1: I'm coming up with some hot takes tonight.
0: That is a hot take. I don't know. I don't know. He's getting signed by one team, but he's getting sent down to Triple A. I don't. He needs time to rebuild. He needs time to figure it out and rebuild. I don't know what team it is, but he needs to figure it out and he needs to figure it out real fast. Because if you're this bad for the last three years and you put up a fourth year of bad and it's in AAA, you're done. See ya. You're done. There's no way he comes back if he stinks up the joint in AAA this year. No. It is maybe the saddest story. It's one of the saddest stories in recent baseball history. The guy with so much promise has. I don't know if it's injuries that derail them or if it's Just his pitching, but something went wrong.
1: I think it's just kind of a mental mental game, too, and obviously that was the breaking point of him not wanting to go down to AAA. He's still, like, not making the proper adjustments. Like, you know what, I can still be me from 2013, and you're not. You have to make an adjustment at some point. He's obviously at this point being a little too stubborn to do that. Maybe this is an eye-opener for him.
0: I mean, when you've had a reconstructed elbow and now a reconstructed shoulder— you're gonna lose some velocity, and that's what he does. He's surfing up meatballs over the plate, and guys are just it hitting him. You can't throw a ninety eight anymore. He can't, and he's not gonna get up there again, especially with what he's done. It it's something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen, and he's gotta get he's gotta have that back to life, back to earth moment. He's gotta just go back to playing baseball and realize that he's not the guy he used to be. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, who knows? Let's talk rivalry the rivalry. The rivalry is back. The Yankees are on fire. 14 of their last 15. First time since 1998 when they kicked some major butt and went to the World Series and they beat the Padres 4 nothing. They trimmed the Sox lead to one game back pending tonight's victory. If they Red Sox lose they tonight, were they were tied they when, t- last time I checked. All right, so right now it is up in the air. So the Yankees have won 14 of their last 15. They have gone from nine and nine to 23 and 10. And Glaber Torres and Miguel Andujar, who is getting Miggy with it, quote John Sterling, are bursting onto the scene. Glaber Torres is flashing the leather. He has a beautiful swing. And Miguel Andujar is putting on a show. They get his extra extra base hit after extra base hit, and they are kicking some butt. Giancarlo's back. Gary's hitting. Yeah, he struck balls. out. He
1: struck out twice again today. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but also the Yankees barely squeaked by. Their offense was dead. It was Trevor Bauer pitched a great game.
1: Who started for the Yankees I know. Robert. Sonny Gray.
0: Sonny Gray. Come back start. I know Robertson closed. job. Two earned runs over six innings. That's what the guy needed. He came back. He did great. I harped on him last episode for not doing so hot, but he came back. He's had some good starts his last few games. And the Yankees have won 14 in their last 15. They've trimmed the seven-game lead down to one. Glaber and Andujar are back. And they're coming up, and guess who's on the cusp? Clint Frazier. He's back in A, but he's making some moves. He had a home run in his first at-bat. He hit a triple. He hit a walk-off.
1: Where are you going to put him?
0: I don't care. Somewhere. I love Clint Frazier. The Red Thunder.
1: So who would you rather have, Andujar or um, Frazier?
0: Andujar plays third base. Frazier plays the outfield. Different parts. I thought Frazier was third. No. Oh, well, let's get you a here. two phrases last year. Why don't they just for... DFA Jacoby Ellsbury? Get him out of New York.
1: I hate the guy. I love it. I don't know. I just remember when Ellsbury signed. See, there are two people that I will forever hold a special place in my heart for as far as Red Sox go, as far as people I grew up idolizing, and Jacoby Ellsbury is one of them. I'll take him back any day just to have him as the locker room presence, and Jacoby Ellsbury, if you're listening, you're a guest on the show anytime you want.
0: Please, Jacoby, go to Boston. Listen to Tim. Go back to Boston. Get out of New York. You are wasting a spot in the roster.
1: I don't think we—I don't know. We're a little full in the outfield right now, but I would love to see you come back maybe at the end of the career. As far as right now, though, please come on our podcast. He's if you're had listening, an publicity. injury
0: for like six months. It's the greatest thing ever. Just keep making up fake injuries for him because keep him the hell off the 25-man roster. They're, uh. they're doing great. The meanwhile, the Red Sox, regression! Yes! Regression to the mean. All right, I love it. Starting we're coming back to earth. It's called humbling, Tim. It's That's humbling.
1: Fine. That's fine. We everyone has their stretch. You guys are gonna crash and burn at some point. You'll still make the playoffs. We'll see you there. Rotation's been a little shaky. You know, I mean, Sale's been okay. Nothing crazy, but he's been I'm getting the David Price. He's, we're getting Ooh. we're getting sad. The other night was rough. Started, but you know who's been back, and you know who I cra- I chastised him for a long time. You know who's been dominant so far? Rick Porcello. He's back, to his, he's, he's back to his 2016 form. He hasn't, I don't think he's lost a start yet. He's been dominant in every outing he's had. But the story, though, and I said it in our season preview, who was going to be the X Factor? No, actually, no, I said Eduardo Nunez was going to be the X Factor. You did. <laughs> you know who I said was going to be the comeback player of the year without an injury? Mookie Betts. The man is on fire. Let's go down the list of categories he's leading in right now. Average, home runs, runs, OPS, because we know how much you love OPS, and slugging. Leading the league, taking the league by storm. He's hitting 40 home runs this year. He's winning MVP. You don't have him. We do. The man is keeping us afloat. Oh, my gosh. I love this man
0: so much. Meanwhile, while this has happened, the Red Sox have lost... Been no hit by the Oakland Athletics. They lost two of three to the Oakland Athletics. They've been six and four in their last 10, and they are down four one to the Texas Rangers currently. Boom. We've come back from six
1: runs before. We
0: make the comebacks all the time. You yeah, guys- the Yankees are being the comebacks kids, too. They've had walk off after walk off. It's been great. Miggy Andujar getting into it with the walk off a few nights ago. You do realize it's like May, right? Yeah, but you were going off when the Red Sox were like 17-2, So shut up.
1: Okay, so we're gonna are we gonna like alternate every month? Because I feel like this is just how it's gonna go. As far as like, it, we're gonna surge in June. Then you'll go July. Then we'll go August. Then you'll surge in September, and then we'll surge in October.
0: Nah, they're they're gonna they need to be both hot at the same time because it's gonna be so much more fun this week. They're in New York Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in New York. It's gonna be fun to watch. I'm
1: trying to think who's pitching Pomerantz? Say, because uh, Rodriguez is going tonight. Yes, it's um, gonna be. Uh, so Palmer's probably goes tomorrow. So you'll probably get sale Palmer. You'll you'll get sale Price for hello
0: Um. If
1: it lines up the way I think it is.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to figure that out. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in New York, the house is the Yankee Stadium is gonna be crazy as it usually is. I mean, the electricity is back in that stadium that I haven't seen in some time, and I saw it from Eric Hubs. At Barstool, he's pointing this out and pointing out a lot. It feels a lot like 2009, and I say it's correct. I mean, that this team just feels special. Just like Red Sox fans feel. think the Red Sox feel special this year, the Yankees feel special this year. Everything's coming together. The young kids are coming up, and Glaber Torres, Miguel Andujar, all these people that Brian Cashman has pilfered because the man is a genius in the GM they're bursting onto the scene. The Yankees are hot. They're doing well. Hopefully they can keep it up. Obviously, you can't win the last whatever and when we lose one game, but it's it's going to be fun down the stretch. I don't know. this stretch. And this last 4 months of baseball is going to be so much fun.
1: I'm just happy to see J.J. Martinez is not is just out of this like early season funk where he's not really doing anything. He's crushing balls all over the place now. I think he's hitting like 330, 340. Like he's putting on a show. He's like fourth in the league in RBIs. He's coming to play and I love and I love it.
0: This is going to be a fun rest of the way. Oh, yeah. All 130 games left in the season are going to be fun.
1: Yes, sir. Who's going to have more All-Stars?
0: Depends how Stanton does. Gregoria, Stanton's back. Stanton has had, I said it last show, Stanton has had historically bad Aprils every single year. And he has come back, and he's been pretty good. Last night, which was Friday night, he had a double in the ninth The Yankees have blown the lead. They were down. They were up 5-0. They blew the lead. We were able to crawl back to make it 6-6 in the bottom of the ninth inning. Giancarlo Stanton leads off with a double. They pushed him over to third and then ended up with Miguel Andujar getting him in. He's come up with clutch hits in clutch situations. Today they ran into a good pitcher. The offense was silent, and it's Sonny Gray in the bullpen who picked it up.
1: I want you to take an objective point for me for one second, and I'll do the same. Right now, if you had to name... Your 2018 Yankee All Stars, who would it be?
0: Oof. Sevy. I'm thinking of any other pitchers. CeCe. <laughs> Dude, he
1: is like a 1.4 ERA. So that means Shaman is going to be an
0: All Star, too. Shaman is good. He no hit the Red Sox. If Sorry, that's what's my take, name's Tim with The Red Sox have the best offensive baseball. If it's going
1: to take a no-hitter to beat us, I'm fine with that. No, it just took the Texas Rangers two nights ago. Huh? Okay. Tonight's not over yet. It's the fifth inning.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, you didn't finish. All right. You, all right so, Savvy, CC, Savvy, maybe C D D, DD, obviously. Um, Aaron Judge, obviously. Aaron Judge, obviously, and you shake your head. No,
1: that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm fine with
0: that. Let's see how it plays out. I mean, there's lots of guys in the bubble, but it's early.
1: If I had to go right now, I'd probably... Outside of two outings, Kimbrell's been Kimbrell. Betts, obviously. I-, I think if Bogarts didn't get hurt, he'd still be on that tear. So I feel like if he was healthy, I'd still throw him in. I think D.D. starts over him just because D.D. DG... Got to keep playing through that while Bogarts was hurt. I think DD still oh, starts. DD's just that good. DD's been good, but Bogarts and was. That will be network. Bogarts was did on a, a disservice roll. Disservice to him by Bo- not
0: putting him in the top ten shortstops.
1: Bogarts was on a roll. Like, was? like, but you, the interchangeable. If Bogarts stays healthy, they're interchangeable. That, right now, I give DD the hand because Bogarts was out for two weeks and just lost all momentum.
0: Okay, we'll stay civil.
1: What? That's a fair point.
0: No, it's not. DD. Yeah, it is. No. If
1: Bogarts was the hottest player in baseball when he got hurt.
0: Didi or... Whatever. Okay.
1: Gregorius was hot, but Bogarts was on an absolute tear and was crushing the ball left and right. He got hurt, killed his momentum. I think if he stays healthy, they're going to change. But right now, I'm, tell- I'm literally making a
0: concession. DD would know. start right now. I'm just saying even if they're both on a tear, Didi is still better. Fan mail. Fan mail time. Very light this week. Very light. We have two questions. One of them,
1: my boy, TD, Tyler DiFiore, Consistent questions. Consistent listener. You'll love to see it. So Tyler writes, uh, hey, guys, sorry for the late question this week. Who was the most exciting player in the month of April? Sorry to be biased,
0: Mookie. TD. And the uh, AL agrees with me. Both of them 13, were hot. Both of them led the league in, like, everything. I mean, they're both the best. In April, they were the best players on both their teams.
1: No question. And in probably in the league, too.
0: Yeah, they were the best. The AL East just rakes. Oh. It's, it's that easy. I mean, the AL East just rakes. And they're, both teams are – they're both going to be the main factor in how these teams perform for the rest of the year. Yeah. And it's great to see. I mean, the rivalry is back, and maybe we'll get another fight this week. See what happens. And then we have one more question here, and it's about the AL East. It comes from Taylor, and she's asking, "What is up with the AL with the NL East?" <laughs> the answer is, I have no idea. The Braves and Mets are at the top. The Phillies are right behind them. The Nats are one game over five hundred, and the Net Marlins are incredibly irrelevant. Well, the Marlins are expected. expected.
1: Nationals, maybe not. But the Har- Braves, what? couldn't have, dude. Ronald Acuna, the guy that's new. Now that he's hitting rockets, I'm so, like, lucky that you and I got to see him a couple weeks ago because we saw him right before this. Like, literally, like, three games before he got called up, you and I saw him in Pawtucket.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's real good. And he's carrying the Braves. And the Phillies. I mean, ever since they booed Gabe Kepler at opening day, they've been on a tear.
1: Yep, They've been doing real good. Obviously, the Mets have been good, and... Right now, it's literally still—I mean, it's the Harper Show anyways in Washington, but right now it's literally just the Harper Show.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's actually might end up being a really close division race.
1: Which I didn't expect. I mean, we, we, we knew the Mets were going to be semi-relevant, and the Nationals would probably run away, but I didn't see this coming. Neither but, did again, I. but again, it's still May. It's still
0: May. It's still May. Small sample sizes, and we love them. We buy into them at all times, and then we look back in two months and realize how much of idiots we are.
1: It's the world of podcasting.
0: Welcome to podcasting. Welcome to buying into everything. <laughs> All right. That's the show. That's the show. That's a wrap. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CleanUpSpotPod. You can follow me on Twitter at J-A-V Blake 8. You can follow Tim on Twitter as well.
1: At t 37 Tell your friends we're looking for some more Twitter followers. Uh, definitely got to get – we're trying to um, – for those of you that don't want to listen on SoundCloud, we do have it up on the YouTube channel. I think the, uni- the YouTube channel is just one word, clean up, and then spot.
0: And SoundCloud is clean up spot as well. You can just search it up. And we'll be up there. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors. Tell everyone you know who likes baseball to listen to the podcast. We definitely appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. This is the Clean Up Spot Podcast. <laughs>